0: Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Property Pod. You're easy to listen to and accessible way into the real estate market. And that's right, that was first go. I got the intro out without stuffing it up, Patrick. That's because it's episode 50! Oh, damn. Damn, we're. 50. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't had a, a loud John Yeo no. in a while. I think he's re- well, he hasn't been here, but now... Th- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to episode fifty. You know, I was listening back the other day to maybe episode five, six or seven, one of them I was just kind of going through. And we were excited that maybe we'd get to episode thirteen. We'd yeah. we'd
1: read a bit <laughs> Oh, of, that was the, the dead zone, yeah. That was
0: the dead zone. We'd read information that had said if you get past episode thirteen you become a real podcast. So fifty episodes. Oh actually that's pretty cool. Can you believe we've been doing, we've done this fifty <laughs> times? Oh, I can't believe it. Now all we need is fifty listeners.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, I guess once we get to 100, we'll slowly increase to 50. Maybe it's like a half and half every time. they have got to keep punching It's it.
0: one of those things where, you know, like um, on Netflix and stuff, you go to watch a show but you look, you check how many seasons there are of the show, you're like, ah, oh, mm. that was a one and done kind yeah. of. It got cancelled early.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you and me are the opposite. Normally if it's cancelled early, I know I'm going to love that show because I always get disappointed. I'm like, far out. That was really good. Why are they making that anymore? You're, you're the
1: guy like yeah. f- likes the cult following sort of one. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Wait, I think we're on the same page. Oh, and I, no, I yeah. thought you were saying that you wouldn't watch it if it was only Oh, I wouldn't season. watch it if it's because I'm never going to find out the conclusion. Ah,
2: see, I'm always the opposite on that. You're happy but, not to know the conclusion? Yeah, well, I just, I don't like it, but I just know uh, that if it gets cut, <laughs> for whatever reason, all the shows that Abby and I decide we want to watch are
0: the ones that always get cut. Yeah, okay.
1: My, so that, my, my biggest disappointment was Firefly, the one that Josh Whedon did. Yeah. Did you guys ever watched that?
0: I've I've yeah. seen the movie and stuff, but yeah. yeah, I've heard about how they played them out of order and they it didn't actually make yeah, any was, sense was, when they it was, aired it.
1: Was, it, was, it, was, it was, they, yeah, it was an uphill battle for him and his team from the start. Yeah. Um, which was disappointing. But, of course, it garnered that cult following and then they did get enough support to create the movie which tried to complete the story yep. succinctly. But, yeah, that was my biggest disappointment, I think.
0: I know you liked Jericho. Love Jericho. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Which I think they did like a spin-off thing or a no, comic book they, or something, was it? Or I don't know. Did they? You know. tell me this now? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the only reason we've digressed from here is I was trying to make the point that people... Will join the podcast now that we've got this far in. Like they're like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. they're the they're real still deal. Going. They're yeah. still going. They didn't just do like four. Uh, Remember, we tried to do a, um, a office one for a few weeks just so we could play with the equipment. Yeah, it's just because we wanted to play with the toys. Yeah, but yeah. I would have quit that one because I'm like, car, oh, they did four and
1: quit. But we're uh, 50 in yeah. boys. Well, if you look at any um, any people you think have got overnight success on YouTube and all that kind of stuff, you look back and they were doing it ten years ago and they've just been plugging away and plugging away and plugging away and plugging away. And no, and pe-
2: they became famous overnight, John. Just
0: like Justin Just Bieber. last week they just started doing it
2: <laughs> the day they're famous <laughs> and that
0: annoys us general people. Well, to actually spin this back onto real estate... Yep. Imagine day one of you being a real estate agent, you don't have the contacts, you don't have the community of people behind you and, you know, you have buyers. Yeah, your network. So your your network, that's Mm. where I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. So day one of podcast, no network. Mm -hmm. Episode 50 of podcast, medium-sized network. Yep. It's exactly the same with you guys selling houses. You start with nothing. Start from the bottom now.
2: You're here. build It's going to be one of those that got really lucky when I started. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't even actually started my first day of real estate and had my first sale already recorded. Really? Yeah. How did yeah you do I was that? finishing up my old job, and by fluke, I um, just was talking to a, a guy in the hotel that I worked at. Never really spoke to him, and we were having farewell drinks. Like the hotel's like, go downstairs, you can have a free beer, and ask Patrick. And this hotel's stingy, so they never really gave you much. So free beer. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, and. Us reception staff, we didn't socialise with the bar staff. so But in this case, we went down, chatting away. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I've got a block of land. I was thinking about selling. I was like, ah, okay. And then... You Told can't it.
0: tell me you got the listing
2: and sold it. Got the listing it. at the bar and then... I finished two days later, and before I even finished, Dad had sold it for the guy for me. So I told the dad about it. Dad's like, "Oh, I got to buy it for that." Walked down, showed him the block of land, walked back with the contract, and I went back to the bar and said, "Well, it's my last day. Here you go." <laughs> <laughs> that? no that's way. amazing. So I had a sale before I even officially started. And that's how you started real estate. <laughs> yeah. Business. How about that? And then I wonder why everyone thinks it's so hard. You just
1: you just talk to people. Just, just have it. Just chat to people. That's it.
0: That's yep. like um, debuting at the Boxing Day test in an Ashes match and getting, getting a, hundred, a, hundred, a double century. Yeah. It's not yeah. even a hundred. It's kind of like, and yes, we don't know if this guy's going to be, and you're batting at 11. <laughs> 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 yeah. They're just like, oh, he's in as a specialist bowl and he still gets 200.
2: Jeez, the rest of the team's gone bad. If you're in at 11 and you've got enough time to still get the double that century, shows how,
1: <laughs>
0: That shows how good your move was.
1: That's what it was. I'm up with that.
0: Well, boys, I'm super glad that we've got to 50. It's pretty amazing that we've uh, stuck it out and Look, we started in a massive office space and now we've moved into a smaller, actually soundproofed. It actually even says just this week you've got put on the door, Pat, podcast studio. I don't know if you can see on the video. Oh, actually, you will be able to see it. will be st- in reverse. It'll say, task but studio.
1: And that's what we want.
2: Yeah. Which is funny because I didn't actually ask for that to be put there. Yeah. Anthony, the guy that did all our stickers, just... Put it there. Oh, he's just like, nah, this needs to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. I, I like, like pro- I like proactive uh, trans people, You know. <laughs> Anthony Life. was looking at the door on the opposite side and said meeting room. And I'd only asked for the frost on the bottom half to stop Aaron from keep walking into the glass wall, which happened a <laughs> couple of times. <laughs> it's did. It did. And I came in the day and he had podcast studio on the door. He's like, oh, yeah, meeting room written on the other one. So I decided to put that on this one. I was like, okay,
1: <laughs> so well, right. go. It, it does it does make sense. Like, it's not a clever name. Well, not just a clever name.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, and it's a talking point as well. It's kind of like, oh, what's a podcast studio? And then you can be like, well, let me show you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Would you like to take a seat? Yeah. yeah. Have,
2: you, have you got twenty? 28 hours of your time sitting <laughs> there we'll go from episode 1 through
1: to 50.
0: Well, boys, what we might do is jump uh, right into the meat of this episode. Mm. Um, it's good to be at episode 50 and we still are just talking absolute smack and then sometimes real estate comes up.
1: I agree. And I think provided if we've got the ratio of at least 90% smack, 10% real estate, it does give credibility that we do have a podcast that makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm. And, and being a new financial year, we can write off all the gear as a, um, <laughs> as a deduction. That's true. <laughs> That's like I don't know if that works. <laughs> so okay. I think once you, yeah, you, 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 you say it out loud, right, it, yeah. it doesn't work like You've that. You've gone the wrong way, buddy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> don't look into us, Mister Taxman. <laughs>
0: Um, so, John, you came in earlier. You were saying there's been some changes to the rental emergency legislation and stuff like that. That's yeah, well, kind of
1: that. where we, um, I think when it first came out, we're, uh, I'm sure everyone's realising that they had, they've had had the emergency legislation that was put into place rather quickly after the um, COVID-19 outbreak happened. Yep. So they had two review points. So the end of it was um, the first of um, the end of June. So that was going to be the end of the review period one and then a potential extension through to September. So they've um, announced that it will be extended to two September with just a couple of minor changes yeah and mainly that was result um, revolved around about um, in that ensuring that you know properties can be vacated um, because previously they just said you just cannot you can't kick a tenant out for any reason whatsoever yep. so even if it was unless of course both parties agreed so um, even in the event that like hey I'm, you know I want, I'm happy to leave and then no trouble if like say I've agree. got to
0: I've got to get to Sydney to isolate with my family yep. I'm leaving the property Are yeah. you happy for that we're happy for that yep. that plays Perfecto. Out. that's
1: tick exactly right so the the only thing, though, is that even in the instance where you had normal leases coming to an end, um, they were just or a notice to vacate was issued for just any normal reason, like the end lease, that was just cut off. Um, all tenancies had the right to stay in that home until the this first review.
0: So, so just for my clarification, so say yep. I was renting a place and the lease ran out April seventh. Yep. That's in this period of time that COVID-19's hit. Yep. So and
1: we would have issued a notice to vacate probably 45 days earlier.
0: Yep. Yep. However, Now they get to st- they were allowed to stay to the end of June. Yeah, minimum end of June.
1: Yeah, so
2: a good example would be, say, you rented out your family home and you wanted to move back into it at the end of the lease, you weren't actually able to move into your own house. Yep. Even though the legal lease had come to an end, this overrid the lease. Yeah, for sure. So there were mm. families out there that had the idea that, oh, great, you know, in a month and a half's time, we're going to be able to move back into our place. Yep. To discover they weren't allowed
0: to. Yeah. Right. Or say so, so you buy, buy a new house and there's already a lease in place. You and that's it. And you're going to move into that place, etc. Had to wait until, until at least now.
1: Yeah. So that's where they've um, clarified a couple of specific ways in which then these issues could be done. So I'll just read it for dot dot point for dot point. So yep. it said, um, from 1st of July 2020, the following exemptions are, so it says, a notice to vacate issued by an owner to a tenant is of no effect until 30th of September 2020, unless the tenant agrees to vacate. A notice to vacate has been served for a non-fixed term lease because the property is to be sold, have major renovations, or to allow the owner or close family member to move in. So just imagine then, um, they re- you said they can't just have that issue noticed and then clarified, then the, the first tenant moves out, then they just up the rent and put a new tenant. Like you can't do that. So you have to move into your property or someone has to move into it. Is,
0: was there a, sorry to jump through. This will probably come up later. But there's something about increasing rent as well, isn't there?
1: You can't – Still can't increase rents. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it says, a notice to vacate has been served due to the tenant using the property for an unlawful purpose. Um, a court terminates the lease. So the lease has been terminated to severe hardship by the residential tenancy commissioner. So a, a couple of those elements were still already in play. But most importantly now is that if you were intending to move into your property, now you can. Okay. Um, so that's um, – and that's, I suppose, been a real – for a lot of property owners who had been meaning to sell their property, or people who had been selling it, and then it just like just dropped a bomb into you know this is no longer happening for you. I'm sorry. Um, so in that case, like the tenants have had basically. F- Full reign to just stay in that property until this legislation had changed, and it was interesting um, on the because uh, on the Facebook page, like Peter Gutwin had announced that, hey, good news, we've extended this legis- these um, breaks, and the first comments were um, just sort of celebrating the fact, oh, this is great, we've got you know protections for tenants and all that concern, and so the next time round when these um, extended. All that same commentary is gone, and then all of a sudden, had this flood of private landlords going, "Hey, do you realise how much this has hurt me?" Yeah, uh, and then you've got this other backlash saying, "Why did you extend it on these bases?" You know, this is really challenging. So Some, it's it's interesting to see how those the two comments have come now. What an interesting week for you to bring this topic up, JMac, because John Oliver did a whole half an hour special
2: this week. Really. I'm- on rent and rental crosses in America, and um, the landlord versus tenant issue that's currently in evictions and everything.
1: Okay, so it's sort of both in the same thing that they're all uh, one against each other in that. Man.
2: Yeah. So obviously, there's um, obviously that cry out there, the,
1: the stress for tenants, and mm. now evictions can actually start to take
2: place where they haven't been up until this point because right. the safety net has just come to an end. Okay. And they're saying that that's going to cause a lot of people to be homeless over the coming weeks because evictions are just going to start going through the roof with landlords trying to you know fix the issues. That ...that they have. Yeah, interesting. The more interesting thing was that exact thing there... ...reading the comments on John Oliver's own Facebook page as Mm. to what people's opinion was. And there's a lot of hate out there for landlords saying that if you can't afford to have a rental property, don't have a rental property basically. Mm, and I think a lot of people don't realise that a lot of landlords are just mum and dad investors that have one property. Yeah, yeah, they're not in like, it to make millions of dollars. They're in it to just try to set themselves up for retirement a little bit. I think that's
1: like, like, that. like 80% of the investor market. Yeah. It's just you've, you've, people got one one additional property. Yeah,
2: so it's yeah. all easy to say, oh, well, you own a rental property. You can You just have to accept the fact and have your own nest egg or safety net to cover your uh, loss of rent yeah. in this period. But no one is expected to have a year's worth of loss of rent or two years' worth of loss no, of rent that's as a exactly safety net right. sitting there yeah. in case a pandemic hits that stops renting. It's such a hard thing for both sides of the coin. Mm. Mm.
0: I guess that's, yeah, I was just trying to think of it from the other side. Like it's a really interesting pivot from at the start of all this stuff, like we're still in the middle of it. There's obviously all this stuff happening in Victoria where, you know, they're talking about shutting down suburbs or um, certain things where there's lockdowns in, in smaller areas and stuff like that. But I guess before it was the whole country or the whole world was co- like kind of being like stay inside, get inside, don't go don't out mean. and see people. And so that was kind of like I guess the safety net was put in to be like, all right, everybody needs a place to be, let's put them in a place. Yeah. And the world went on pause, economy turns to the poop. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Oh crap!" But now we're kind of coming through this other side of it, and it's kind of like, "Oh, things are starting to get back to normal." And the perception seems to be pivoting to so be like, "Okay, well, what about all these people that are now put in a hardship?" So now we need to kind of find this balance. So I can see yeah, yeah, yeah. how where the panic was from before, but now I can see
1: the, this again. well, that's I suppose the economic fallout's going to start to we we'll see. Yeah. I suppose in one way, because I mean, we had it was it was interesting. So. The REIT did a um, survey of all the agents and the, with the properties which accumulates to multiple thousands of um, managements and it ended up being that only about less than 1% or something ended up claiming financial hardship okay. um, I, look, I, I won't go too much on the stats because I can't remember it off off the top of my head but yep. there was that's where the CEO of the RIT had written to the you know the governor's office to say hey look or the premier's office to say look the real statistics that you're basing this legislation on is actually not really all that significant because in every real estate office only a v- the sliver of people actually apply for um, financial hardship and only a very small percentage had to decrease rent so it wasn't as a broad effect in reality of what I suppose it was perceived to be. Which um, I think
0: kind of, I know like without speaking out of turn on the whole pandemic, but the fear was there's not going to be enough respirators, there's not going to be enough things to Mm. solve. But I think because we seemed to get on top of it or we were on top of it, it didn't turn into that pandemonium that it it could have. So I guess it was a protective barrier.
2: Sucked in all your doomsday preppers. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's kind of like
2: years it. and years of stockpiling for nothing. How do you feel now?
0: This is just a practice uh, run. I, I,
2: yeah. I reckon they've been up in their bunkers for the last six months, thinking that it's,
1: it's finally I, here. I, I, I did go to a probably strike. the only people rejoicing at them. Well, I, I, I went to a psychic many years ago, and she said one of the of things. She did. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all I remember was uh, she said buy land with fresh with well, buy land with water. So I'm thinking in my mind maybe like it's always in the back of my mind. I'll still go get that you know block of land with fresh water source. <laughs> Not, I'll have my own little doomed, doomsday spot. <laughs> it's funny okay. that
0: you guys are mentioning this. Did you send it through to everybody in our in the podcast? The bunker. The bunker. Oh, did, you did. The bunker did you see the, see the, the bunker? The bunker. Pat sent
1: through. Oh, in
2: America, I think it was Austin, Texas or somewhere like that, there's an old abandoned... was it in Russia? No, no, Arizona,
1: it, Arizona Texas. Arizona.
2: Nuclear missile silo. <laughs> That's oh, sail. really?
1: Like the whole silo Holy has
2: molly. been abandoned and it's currently for sale in the midst of the Desert. It, it looks
0: like the video game Fallout.
1: Well, that... Um, so oh that God, the, how the, we diverse was,
2: in this show is ridiculous. <laughs> well,
1: I saw, I saw a, a listing once and it was where it was in a, 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 a submarine base. So it was like this um, big... You imagine it's this giant rock sticking out of the water oh, and then within no. it... You for, actually, like a it, it, like, like a Bond, a Bond villain like a Bond villain case he oh. actually drive in there it's like they had the whole surface where a submarine would actually go into it
0: well this silo looks like um like the Golden Eye level where you have to run up and around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where the rocket's taking off. So yeah. yeah, we'll have
2: to put that in the show notes. We haven't done show notes for a while, so maybe today's the day as we share that on.
1: I have done show notes. Well, so I'll have like, you
0: know. So, no, we don't talk about the links
2: though. We oh, still okay. like, oh, we'll put that in the links this uh, week.
1: Okay. So I've got a story. Then um, we I sold this block up at Br- Brushy Park once. Is it Bushy park? Brushy Park? Brushy um, Park. Bushy Park. And the guy who's brushy um, park. <laughs> 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 It's Brushy. Um, so the, my, the our owner was um, he. Uh, the, the block of land was right next to uh, a huge plot of land that was bestowed, and he was a ranger for it. And apparently, the story was there was a Canadian businessman who'd searched the world for the place to build a potential fallout shelter, and he was a multi-billionaire, so he, he could do it anywhere he wanted to do it. He um and what he did was he bought this huge allotment of uh, land in Tasmania, reconverted it, and then you know donated most of it, and then he had his little plot there, which would be needed if ever he needed a, a place to escape to. But you think about it, he did the research. He was like, okay, we're a first world country, it's quite wealthy, you know, there's no major, in Tasmania, there's no crazy t- tornadoes or, you know, earthquakes it's like it's a very stable in terms of natural disaster elements, um, it's got some of the cleanest air, uh, water and air on in the, in the planet um, and so then, he so he researched the world and then chose Tasmania and he's his potential fallout shelter and the guy died before he had to, um, ever had to enact that plan, That's but crazy. just keep that in your mind that, you know, there's someone thinking about it that he chose Tasmania well before any of this stuff came this out. This sounds
0: like a tourism ad for <laughs> Tasmania. And <laughs> <laughs> The world, yeah. hey, it's
1: not such a bad idea. No. Tassie, New Zealand. Can yeah. I ask yeah. how
0: we got from rental issues to <laughs> <laughs> Stretch, stretch, it but 50 episodes in and we're still going. Mm. <laughs> Just
1: let it be known. So I know um, where one thing that I suppose to Brent, we the we did have an instance where, unfortunately, one of our um, one of the tenants just decided to just stop paying rent because they said, you know, stuff you, I'm not paying. And unfortunately, that meant that there was nothing that our current owner was had uh, was able to do. And like you said, Pat, is it sometimes people might have two or three months in the tank to be able to look if something happens, but when you extend it over six months, well, then that put our owner under significant stress. Um, so and there are there are very minute cases because like the RIOT saw. Everyone was able to negotiate through it, but there was always those there's there's outliers that cause most of the story that in re, in reality isn't actually a reflection of most people. Yeah, and I think um, we got pretty
2: lucky in Tassie. I think I read a stat that it was only one in five people unfortunately lost their job. Like, yeah, okay. as bad as that still is, like, it could have been a lot worse. So we did yeah. fare it pretty
1: well. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and that's the the good thing then is that, like you said, as that. Like all, all the – they, we prepared for the worst and lucky enough the worst didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so um, – but obviously there will be some catch-up now. Because we Fortress Tassie. <laughs> <laughs> the safest place to be in the world. So it's going to – but then, well, I suppose oh, – I can't wait for tourism, Taz. We should pitch to them next week. <laughs> well, I mean, we used to win our um, – we used to come with some pretty crazy stuff that won our school award with all our marketing ideas. Oh, so especially think of the science week and stuff. Are you so, going to hey, bring up business week? No, nah, no. Nah, but remember that one we did was <laughs> – Remember wor- Worm Week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we won the, our school a $4,000 grant. He oh, well. pull us back before he goes down this wormhole. All right, air break, air break, air break! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We'll move to the next comment. <laughs> <laughs> so... One interesting thing is going to be to observe, though, is now um, so properties can um, people will probably returning to uh, business as usual, or lives moving on, and it will be interesting to see what sort of stock levels change now that you know tendencies can come to a natural end, whereas once they couldn't. So
0: just before we move on, the the rental increase, the money, so you can't oh, increase the cost of rent. Is that something? Yeah, so um, I think um, if you were resigning it. I might be wrong here and Mm. Abby will probably
2: tell me off if she was to ever listen to an episode. But um, I think you could potentially re-sign a tenant up on a 12-month lease and say the rent is going up to X but it doesn't start. Kick until until after the emergency. Emergency, emergency. emergency. yeah. That would make sense. So you could say, look, Mm. we're happy to re-sign you on a new 12-month lease. However, to be at market value on your property, the rent will have to be X. Yep. But you'll continue to pay your normal rent until the end of this emergency relief.
1: Yeah, I think that would make sense. And also too, even at that point, that's still a negotiation. So it's not like one, someone strong-handing anyone. Yeah. Um, but at least then, yeah, but nothing can change until that legislation ends. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
0: Well, we will jump off to that ad and then we'll swing back for just a kind of little session. We've uh, had a lot of fun on Episode 50, so let's uh, continue rolling.
1: Sounds good. 414 Real Estate has been
0: operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006. With their
2: innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au.
0: Family run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at McGregorFN.com. All right, so we're swinging back in from that little break there. I was just saying before we um, jumped on today, me and Johnny Mack went down and shot a property yesterday and we kind of you know, had a little car ride to get to the place and we were t- talking about his stock and, mm. and what's going on and you were telling me about some kind of properties that have just fallen and just a little sliver of a gap that's kind of uh, been affected by, by the pandemic and they're not really moving but you're, you're trying to work out Best the, course of action. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Well, I mean, I so when I started selling in 2012, that that was the slowest days of market that like that was sort of the bottom of the market after the last um, last boom. So, oh, didn't uh, you sell your I'd property like, on the first day like Pat? No,
2: unfortunately. I love I love your timing though. You're like successful property manager, ruled the body corporate world yep. and like really just honed your skills yeah. and thought, you know what? The market's as shit as it can possibly
1: be. Let's go in Let's now. go sell houses. Yeah, so that's where you would probably remember Pat. If I could get two or three people to open, home, I was like, "You yeah! <laughs> Successful morning. Um, so it's the, the so even in negotiation, like it was always one on one, and then you know it was always at that point you were listing properties, and then you know people were making offers underneath. So the, that that one on one negotiation was quite difficult. Um, and but over the last few years, especially new buyers coming into the market, they'd have no perception of the idea that you know once buyers had control because uh, they've just had you know competing against ten. I reckon your or.
2: tough early times is what's made you the agent today, John. I hope so. You yeah. sort of
1: you, you grit your teeth on hard Uh, yeah Because i
2: reckon though like i had 2007 and it was quite easy to begin with but then i went through 12 and it was hard as buggery i remember unfortunately people sitting at the dining table crying because they had to sign a contract but it was just horrible oh yeah so but now i've done through all that hard stuff like it makes negotiation so much easier yeah yeah um, because you know people's emotions and you know how to help them
1: achieve what they need to achieve. But yeah. I think that's a, really, that's a really good point because, I mean, how do you have a conversation with an owner when you have to um, say that you know, taking sixty thousand dollars less than they bought bought it for is the right decision for them. Yeah, like that's not a, a good conversation to have by any stretch of the And that there were the conversations we had to have.
2: And we were really worried that obviously all this drama in the world at the moment, we might be back to those sort of things. But yeah. so far, it hasn't been too bad. But to get us back on track, you said
1: you've had a couple of properties that just falling into a yeah. So um, it, it's been interesting. I've co- called it, and I think we might have commented where it's a bit of a two tier market where some things are just flying out the door, but then others are just sitting. Yep. Um And I'd. There's a joke once before where this guy um, was it uh, the, like the dad met that um, Texas fellas like you know in, you know Chris in my experience <laughs> I do remember this <laughs> yeah, guy. <laughs> There's not a problem in real estate the brass cannot cure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult line to walk, especially when the owner's committed to certain decisions. Um, so we've got one um, at the moment where it's a little one-bedroom apartment in the city um, that's the cheapest listing out, out there at the moment. Yeah. But unfortunately, in its position, like it just doesn't get any sunlight, it's when people are walking into it, they're um, they're like, nuts nah, too small. So the, the real sort of the idea of the buy would be, you know, you want a city apartment, um, but, you know, you don't want to spend too much and you want to live in it for a couple of years and potentially rent it out for a while. Um, that would seem to be it because yep. you know at the moment because of rentals though like that's normally student accommodation so that's been wiped out investors are nervous on that because there isn't much so that's been wiped out um, and then well then you, we've got that one little small slither of a potential buyer that's difficult so you said it's small and it doesn't see much sunlight yeah have you
0: looked into vampires
1: well potentially so we might even reach out to Transylvania sometime yeah. soon and uh, write a letter because we, we're connected with international realtors so that could work I haven't thought of that Aaron yeah, just but, so, just this, that out there. so that's uh, I mean I'm not sure that if my owner would be convinced by that strategy. But, you know, I'll certainly put it out there for him. It's not going to give him confidence. But see, so but where I suppose we've, we've got difficult conversations, so not everything, like I I sort of said before that good markets can, it's very easy for agents to come up with rock star stories to look like they hit it out of the park every time. But that's just not a reality. And, you know, we so we had a contract that unfortunately was declined very, very quickly because the purchasers, they bought it for their parents yep. and, and then, you know, Three days later, her mother had, had gotten worse with her health, yep. and then they found out that their bank was going to say, "Well, no, we've got dependents, so we're not going to give you the approval like we would promised you once before." And so that, and then in the meantime, our owner's committed to something based on the back of that contract, um, and so then you know five days five days later, she uh, has to be withdrawn. Yuck. Um And then Colin Deoni's the like, "Hey, um, look, we're you know under, under pressure here. Um, what do we do?" So then we've got it. Then like we're stuck. So we've exhausted all our leads, all the resources we've marketed, and then it's like then you're back to where one again. Okay, what moves need to be made? Yeah. And it's kind of like that question what do you do when your house? Doesn't sell, and it, like I'm just trying to think. Okay, what what would I do if we we're in my situation? You know, what do we do? Okay, do we have to consider? Do we you know? Do we paint it? Do we start to style it? Do we remark it, Do we go for another? Do we do a price adjustment on all, all those things? So hire yeah, um,
2: one of those rockstar star agents to hit out of the park every time. That's exa-
1: oh yeah exactly. I'm, I'm the wrong person if that's the case. <laughs> so another one we have too is in um, in uh, uh, in Durant Park where it's there's a tendency extended through till March. Um, it's uh, you know offers at 380. Um, it's right in that perfect market for first time buyers yep. um, that's thre- the next door just went to a young couple but because of the timing of the lint- tenancy like the initial wave of interest that we had from uh, that we probably could have sold five times over but because um, the lease was in place for just a little too long all Maybe those they just it. wiped out that whole market and yep. then guess what well the investors at the moment aren't interested and also too the um the owners of the, this tenant's been there for a long time she's great and then so the owners had looked after her to not increase the rent much and, and, and now that's a detriment to them <laughs> that's it so they need the higher rent for the investors that are consider and they never and they never actually intended to sell it's not like they're, they're desperate or anything like that like that but it was just the odd timing which meant this particular property falls in this little gap where it's you know it's just unwanted in the in in the meantime so then um I remember once at a training session, this guy said it really well. He said, look, there's a price, there's a time, there's a time, there's a price. I've heard you say yeah. that before. And by all accounts, these properties, like dollar for dollar comparative sale makes sense. Yep. You know, but it's in terms of the influence that we've had over the virus though, it's like unfortunately um, if we were to get an overnight sale, we'd have to probably drastically cut these prices which wouldn't really, uh, which is not in the owner's best interest at this point. Yep. So um, it's a... ...hard hard, uh, conversation to have, okay, well what do you... ...like I said, what do you do when your house doesn't sell? Um, And... In in normal times, I think a quick little formula I'll say to the owners: if you've done everything right, marketing right, presentation right, we've, we've talked about all this before. Um, but when it comes to price, there's often three scenarios, and I'll say you've got no offers and no inspections, which oh you've got um, inspections and no offers, and then if you've got inspections and offers, which means you've hit it right. So yep. if you've got n- no inspections, no um, no offers, which obviously no one's biting, often it can be you, you consider maybe you might be ten percent above the market. So you just um, you could be there's a if you think of like a target, yeah, um, and in the market's like bullseye and then on the market's like right at range so you've got to bring it into the market where the people are interested in the property yeah that makes sense Um, so then you know to bring it you've got to jump you know two you know got two runs back into the bullseye Um, but then if you've got inspections but no one's biting um, then maybe perhaps the expectation is maybe five percent so you've got to bring it back into the bullseye Um, and the reason why um, again there's no perfect science but you still got to have some sort of formula that's going to enable you to make some you know, logical decisions that's going to help you progress. Yeah. Um, and it seems like with, um, so then if, you know, once if price seems to be fair, well then, okay, well then we can start revisiting the other elements again. Do we have to, you know, re-boost um, on the marketing or like with the Sandy Bay one, we're going to contact um, Adam from Shift Styling. Like we've spoke about styling before. is like, mate, how quickly could you just get a few little bits of furniture in this place? Yeah. Because, you know, it, you know it's, it's, it's a good little spot. But when you walk in there without furniture, it looks even smaller. I, I recommend minutes. you
0: put up some kind of, um, Metallic? No. What? Like, what do vampires like? Like um, evanescence posters.
1: And oh, um, instead
0: of a bed, put a coffin in the room. Mate, this uh, is gonna be brilliant.
1: Just paint all the walls black. That's make gonna be. Really sure you have got the Twilight series
0: books on the bookshelf. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Oh,
1: so, my cousin. <laughs> But then, and I, I think, and I think so Sorry, too, I
0: shouldn't be making fun of that.
1: Oh, it doesn't. I think I'm not missing because I'm, I'm I'm stuck in that point mode, and like yeah. I've got to shift gears back into joking. Um, so the other thing too is that um, we've got obviously uh, committed owners. Um, now it's about trying to position that property that um, is going to now um, bring the buyers in as well. Yeah. Because the other challenge too, I was having um, there was one of the buyers that come through Durant Park. He 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 just sold his house in West Hobart, and forced it due to separation. And his agent who was a friend of his said, mate, I've never sold a house. i just opened the door. And me, I sort of look at that, that um, we can have an over and flat view of self-importance. And what I mean by that is, again, people never logically buy a house. We buy unless it's pure dollars and in investment strategy, yeah. we buy an emotion justified with logic. It's like, cause you, but, you know, you might say, oh, it's because it had blah, 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 blah. But, well, really, sometimes you've showed people that has blah, 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 and they still don't like it. Yeah. Um, so what he was really saying is, um, and I, I look at it that I've never had someone walk into a house and say, I hate the carpet, I hate the area, I hate the landscape, I hate the view, I hate this, hate, 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 hate. And then for me to spin some line and go, you know what, you're right, I'll buy it. Yeah. Never happens. Um, and then so... Um, in some cases, though, you might have motivated purchasers, but unmotivated sellers. Um, and so, where I um, where I said often, um, what's most important is that the owner is committed to selling, because if you've got a um, if let's say that you've got a buyer at 370, but the owner's got nothing at 420, and the market like buyer accounts would say 370, well then the house is going to sell. ...because the owner's just like, well, I don't want to let it go... ...unless it gets to a certain point. Yeah, um,
0: yep. so you got to meet in the middle.
1: Yeah. I think you were reflecting too, Pat, like with something that... ...with a story where unfortunately the it was a, some time ago... ...you had a, um, an owner that just wasn't motivated... Um, ...and he wouldn't readjust to the market where he'd, he'd accepted, was that right? Yeah, so we've had many stories like that... Um, <laughs>
2: But that one was a, is an interesting one but since you started talking, I've actually thought of a better one so we might go a different way. Yeah. Um, coming back to this whole COVID issue where uh, the pandemic has caused issues with the sales not happening mm. um, and we've actually got one that's actually only two years old um, currently for sale and so normally it would be very popular yep. but… The government three weeks ago announced this builders grant of forty five thousand dollars, so mm. and opened it to everybody, not just first home buyers. Yeah. So all the people that wouldn't have qualified for any grants would normally look at this two or three year old home, and now they're like, oh, well, we'll just go build a house and get the money. Get a
1: brand new one. Yeah. Brother. So a yeah, right. house that's only that's two years
2: old is really struggling to get interest because yeah. there's too many grants available for brand new. Yeah. So yeah. So it's kind of too new. slipped
0: into the crack yeah, based yeah. on when it hit the market. Like yeah. But it yeah. hit the market a month prior. earlier. Even yeah, a week it, earlier. It probably
2: would have got sold relatively fast. Mm. But because it went live I think literally like three, four days after this big giant announcement was made, mm. it's now fallen into this real hole of who's going to buy it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that's another one that we've been working around with and Aaron and I went slightly different approach. We just put virtual furniture into it rather mm-hmm. than adding a style furniture. Yep. Just because our owners is on a little bit more of a tighter budget. So we yeah. were just trying to find a way to increase its interest levels. But mm. yeah, that one there actually as you started talking came to mind as another prime That's example. That's
1: really interesting, isn't it? Because um, and I don't know the price of it but just... Imagine the same scenario, won't use this one, but that one might have been $500,000... ...but then owners are looking and saying, well, I can build a new one for $500,000... One, I'm on only a- paying 450 basically yeah, for again, it now because yeah. I can get these grants. So yeah, so that yeah. one just immediately competes with brand new properties straight away... ...and it loses out because you well, don't get any... it concerns, almost it? loses the $45,000 value straight off the top. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: Which obviously we're hoping it won't come to that, yeah. but... Realistically, that's what it boils down to.
1: Yeah, you can see why the buyers would perceive it that yeah. way. Yeah. All of
2: a sudden, it's too dear because they can get free money from the government. Yeah. So sometimes these schemes that, that get put out there. They have – oh, every scheme has a flow on effect, I guess, but yeah. this would be a prime example of someone that's actually hurting by the
0: government announcement.
1: Fair value was absolutely then overnight because of one little legislation change, boom, you lost that. So it's just like timing so – It's kind of
0: – I don't know if this is even going to happen or uh, they're talking about doing the um, suburb lockdowns and stuff in Victoria. Mm. Like that, surely that would have to have an effect on – if people were looking to buy in that in area. In the
1: immediate term? The absolutely. immediate,
0: Immediately, it would kind of, not like that turns them into like. Oh, no, that's diseased area. No, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Like, it turns had, it into this like zombie I apocalypse to,
2: zone. Mm, I had to laugh. Well, we're getting off track again, but I just mm. made me laugh this morning on the news. They had the news reporter in the street, and it's going to be very hard to please because I am currently in West Footscray. She walks three meters along, and now I'm in Footscray. Footscray. I'm like, Wow! Congratulations! You've discovered the borders <laughs> of two suburbs. <laughs> like, wow! This is riveting news. I really, I really hope you spent four years of journalism. School yeah, but like the way, she sold, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way she sold this on the news, I'm like. Wow, you've discovered how the, t- the suburbs connect to each other. Well done. It'd Every be, suburb has this lady. It'd be funny if she was over ironic about oh, it, but sure. they're trying to be Yeah, dead serious. Well, so, I'm like, yeah. so Mr. and Mrs. Smith on the left side of the road can go to the shops, but Mr. and Mrs. Smith on the right side can't. I'd I'm love it like, then
0: if Mr. and Mrs. Smith on the right come running out in like full walking dead gear. <laughs> <laughs> get off
1: my property, get off my lawn. This big bus with spikes coming out of it, like rules out, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is the danger of <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's going to be interesting for especially agents selling properties in those suburbs as well. Yeah. It's, Victoria's not going to be the only suburb that has these issues as we go on.
0: No, oh. well, yeah, um, that's just a, has a case study. That's just mm. the beginning. Like, and I think I heard on the radio yesterday I said, like, is this uh, the second wave or is this just the new norm? Like, is this going to be something that happens where, you know, you just happen to live in a suburb? It's like, oh, no, you're in a locked down area now and you have to.
1: Well, it might enforce, um, think of like uh, perceptions that people have about negative perceptions about some suburbs anyway. It just gives them another reason to hate it even more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if it was, yeah, like, um, you know, I suppose if, you know, those that hate Footscray are like, yeah, damn Footscray. Yeah, I knew it would happen there. That's the kind of <laughs> suburb that would happen in, you know?
0: Not West Footscray, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're, nicer
1: we're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we we're, ran of steam on that one.
0: We're, we're, we're 50 episodes in. <laughs> yeah. got... oh, it's just Aaron's like little voice.
1: Yeah, and yeah. On, it just
2: threw
0: me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: oh, oh, West great, West, West Aaron? Also,
1: why do we choose such a hard suburb to say? Oh, no. <laughs> why, why did we start a podcast? Well, so one thing that um, we'll... Uh, going back to like stock levels with now the... Um, the emergency legislation coming to an end and properties can now be on the market for selling. Is it, well, um, what, what's going to happen? I'd be curious to see how many different properties will fly at the door like we often have with, you know, our, both of our offices are the same and what other little the second tier that are falling into gaps where yeah. um, even though it just, you know, it, six months ago showed exceptionally good value when it flew out the door but just because of, of an overnight shift um, is not the same.
0: A, a great uh, question to pose right at the end of the of the podcast. It kind of sums up everything we spoke about today. And yeah, yeah. You've, you've so if it your
2: all house together. falls into one of those holes, John and I would love to talk to you because we got some creative ideas. That's exactly well, right.
1: The, yeah. the
0: one thing I will say before we go is that at least you guys, are, like as you were talking about it all, well, I was clocking that it's not just like boom, take the photos, they go online, and you just wait for the phone call. You're yeah. always constantly working, and like as you're saying, like uh, I know this about m- my buyer and my seller and. So you, the role of your real estate agent is more than just kind of, yeah, give me a buzz and I'll well, my,
1: my client, this. Well, my client goes, what do I do? I said, mate, I'm just going to get it done. Yep. Like that was it because they've just got to throw their whole trust in to, to know that we'll do whatever it takes to get them where they need to be. Um, and I, I know it was, it was just like sometimes you, um, it's those stories that remind me just how significant role we can play and yep. sometimes you do have to take on a lot of responsibility and, and make sure you don't lose um, your – like. Um, you know, don't forget your job, which is to ensure that you—it's not that the house be, can become a challenge for people, and it's our job to help them move on. Um, and you can't get lazy. And I think that um, a, a mar- a, in easy markets, it's, it's very easy and I can understand why. That, you know, the role of an agent would um, doesn't seem as necessary. But I think it's in stories like this when you go, hang on a minute, um, there's reasons why you engage a professional uh, because it might it'd be, you know, just you might not have any other choice or it might be too difficult or, you know, it can, it, it's um, you do need to uh, create strategies to move you on. It's, it's odd, like, you know, everyone yeah. will choose an agent for a different reason. But um, sometimes it's great, sometimes and it isn't.
2: It's times like this though that show which agents actually can get the work done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyone I agree. can sell a house when things are going well, but when it gets yeah. a little bit tough, that's yeah. when you see the real agents.
1: And that's that why I'm I'm, I'm always happy to talk about. Now I've got great stories, but we've also got you know unsuccessful ones too. And I think uh, for me, I, when it comes to people, is it a red flag for me is when no one's prepared to admit that things haven't always been rosy. And I think it's very easy if you're in a sales role to perceive as if I'm a superstar, everything goes well, and it just doesn't.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I heard about this agent once. He like hadn't even started in the game, yeah. and he just yeah. went down, walked down to the bar, and this guy gave him a block of land and said, "Just go." Sell it, yeah, mate. And, then no. ran, <laughs> and then all of a sudden
2: yeah. it was sold. Yeah, and then he walked out the door, down to the Mercedes dealership, and he just window shopped and yeah. left again. <laughs> <'Cause he laughs> realized, and how <laughs> much money out of that? <laughs> <laughs> how do these agents do it?
0: <laughs> all right, boys. Episode fifty in the can. As always, forty-nine times this has been fun. Yeah. Episode fifty. No. Wait, there was that time that it wasn't fun. Oh, it was yeah, that mojo. but
1: we redeemed ourselves, and your nan mentioned that too.
0: We did, mm. yeah. She mm. loves copping a mention. When I went around, she she plays cards on a Monday with her. Um, all her friends and she even said, hello, Google, play the property pod. And they heard her on it and they all were like, oh, how do you hear these podcast things? These oh, are pretty like fancy. That. Love it. So, Nan, shout out. I'll teach you how to teach your friends and we'll have even more listeners by episode 100.
2: And if you're listening, Nan, hey, Google, hey, Google, hey, Google, hey, Google. because <laughs> <laughs> That really annoys uh, me when the TV does that uh, and my house
0: does stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and the GoPros are telling us it's time to finish. <laughs> cool. All right, gentlemen. See oh, you guys. Ha <laughs> <laughs> You have been listening to The Property Part, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only
2: and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not
1: constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services no investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this imp-